Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I had one thing. I didn't want to leave. You know, my, my one thing going in is like, I didn't want to leave with any regrets. You know, that, just that workout, you know, going as hard as I can, talking, yelling, you know, being as vocal as I could possibly be. Like, they were going to at least remember who I was in that workout. Welcome to 94 and More, presented by Bristol Studio. While a basketball court might be 94 feet, we believe it's limiting to solely look at this beautiful game as a sport. In our minds, it's closer to an art form, even a tool through which we can study the world and learn about ourselves. I'm your host, Jake Fenster, and on this podcast, we will explore the game of basketball, not only as a sport, but as a dynamic force that influences culture, builds bridges, and has the ability to shape our national conversation. Hope you enjoy. As always, feel free to reach out to us at 94 at bristol-studio.com and follow us on Instagram at Bristol Studio and at 94 and more podcast. All right, let's get into the show. Today, our guest is Miller Cop. Miller, thanks for joining the show. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. How has everything been for you? You've been going through a lot of change. Maybe just kind of speak to the listeners who aren't familiar with you and, and kind of what's been going on in your life. Yeah, so, you know, recently I've, uh, right currently I'm at Indiana University. Um, I'm a senior slash junior there um, and just transferred over from Northwestern where, um, you know, I played three years and decided just to make a change. So right now I'm at Indiana and, and I just um, took my name out uh, of the NBA draft and because I just tested the waters just to get some feedback and, um you know, work on my game. And so that's kind of where I'm at, you know, just I've, I've been up at, at uh, you know, in Bloomington, Indiana for the past, you know, three weeks, three, four weeks, just working out, getting, getting in with the team and, and uh, you know, just working. Yeah. And uh, for you, cause Northwestern was in the same conference or is in the same conference. Yeah. As Indiana. Uh, what is that like for you? Do you feel, um, is that, is that kind of weird for you to now be playing at kind of like a rival school? Yeah. Oh, no, it's 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 super weird. I mean, I already... Yeah, he's a freaking loser. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, I t- it's funny. I talked to, um, you know, some of the guys. I know Pete and uh, Ryan Greer, um, you know, a lot. And, and um, like every day or every other day, I'll just text them just like, hey, man, I'm going to kick your ass this year. <laughs> just like... You know, I know I'm excited just to play them and, and um, you know, just because I spent three years there. And, and yeah. even when Vic was there, he was a senior when I was a freshman. So it's just kind of crazy, like full circle. Like you never know where you're going to end up um, in basketball or in life at all. So, you know, it was pretty cool. It's, it's pretty cool to kind of be on this side. And, and it's definitely going to be really weird, you know, going to different, um, you know, arenas wearing, you know, different colors and, and, being a part of Indiana. So it, it's super weird, but at the same time, it's exciting just because it's something new. Uh, Miller, we were talking about before we, uh, you know, kind of jumped on, we were talking about uh, you doing NBA workouts. I mean, how, yeah. how about this guy, uh, Jake, three years as a Wildcat, doesn't do one fucking workout. 
He tra- as soon as he transfers, now he's in the draft. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he takes all the purple. <laughs> But um, take take us through that process. Hey, man. he's How at Indiana that? now. It's a different, uh, I mean, it's a different exactly. history. Exactly. What are you trying to say? Exactly. I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything. What are you trying to say, Jake? I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just speaking <laughs> on Miller's behalf here a little bit. Got to read. Just read between the lines. That's all. Yeah, yeah. That's all you got. Uh, that's what we do on this podcast. But yeah. take us through that uh, that process, man. What was it like um, for you for the first time, yeah. kind of dealing with this whole summer, transferring, getting an agent. And then going through yeah. the draft process and trying to figure out workouts and then having a workout with uh, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. No, it was it was a lot just because, you know, number one with the season ending, you know, I was, you know, had to knew I was gonna enter the draft and, and put my name in the draft. Um, with most likely the probability of me coming back to school high. But then that posing another, you know, issue of me having to decide where I'm going to go, you know, if I, if I was going to transfer or not. And so I decided to transfer and then, you know, choosing a school was, you know, the first option or not the first option, but the first, um, you know, thing I had to do. And then after that, you know, while that process is happening, I was figuring out, you know, who to sign with and, and um, you know, with an agent. So, you know, I didn't know what to look for. I didn't know, you know, what was a, quality of a good agent you know who was who were the good agents who was um you know what i should look out for so it was it was a lot you know i i mean you know i don't want to say i did it on my own but my parents and my brothers were you know helped me out a little bit but they just kind of let me just really just figure it out and ask questions and um yeah no i mean it was it was a whirlwind but it's kind of good to be back now just knowing that you know all that stuff's passed me and it was good and i learned a lot but at the same time you know, it's nice to know that, you know, I'm back, you know, at Indiana, ready to go for this year. Absolutely. What yeah. were um, what were some of those things you were looking for? Uh, you know, you said looking for an agent, you're on your own. There's n- nobody gave you a blueprint for what are good qualities from agents. You know, you, you kind of have to come up with that profile on your own. So how did you go about that? And what were some of those things that, you know, you can kind of call out that you really looked for? and uh, you know, stood out to you ultimately when you made your decision? Yeah. So, you know, really it was, you know, I, I kind of figured out like, okay, you know, who's this person work, uh, worked with before? Who do they work with now? Um, and kind of that was the first thing that kind of, um, you know, got me, um, you know, interested and, and gave me a feel about that type of, you know, that person and that agent. Is that, you know, is that more in terms of the profile of the person or is that maybe they maximize this person's opportunity and found them the right situations? Definitely. Great question. I mean, it it, it was both really because, you know, you know, the agent I signed with, you know, he was or is, you know, Russ Westbrook's agent, you know, Demontis Sabonis agent, but he's also Alex Crusoe's agent. So it's not like he's, you know, Mm -hmm. just has these perennial all-stars, superstars, but also a guy like Alex Crusoe, who's, you know, worked his way up from G League to, you know, now having a, a, a solid career in the NBA and, and is stuck. Right. So that was, you know, having both, um, you know, seeing both sides of the coin definitely helped me a lot. And also, um, you know, just, just, you know, being able to feel, get a feel for, um, you know, what type of person, you know, each, each agent was, because I know you hear about like, Oh, you know, agents yeah. like you use car salesmen, you know, they're, they're shady, they're <laughs> slimy. You really don't know. And, and so I was just trying not to get screwed pretty much. Totally. 
um, you know, because, you know, I don't know anything and I'm, I'm coming in looking for information, looking for help with my hand out, just like, Hey, you know, who wants yeah. to work together? So that was kind of my thought process going into it. I think, you know, Mel, I'm really, um, happy after being able to play with you for three years, you know, I'm, I'm really happy that, um, you were able to kind of go through this process, right? Because I'm a big proponent of the draft process kind of being like a, a huge stepping stone because I feel like when I went through that process, right, I only did it one time, but I feel like when I did that process, going through the pre-draft workouts and uh, just training going up to the workouts, like that was my biggest jump in, um, in terms of my development. Uh, and then like when you're trying to find an agent, right, like that process isn't easy and you coupling that with transferring I'm sure it just matured you, right? Like, I'm sure you just really yeah. went through a ton of, like, boxes you had to check and, like, you know, had to take steps that a lot of people um, at your age or at your stage might not have been comfortable with. So uh, kind of take us through, like, this workout process, like this period of you being at Indiana, right, a, a newer kind of traditional mm. historic program, and then entering in the draft. Like, do you think you've gotten better this offseason? Uh, what can people mm -hmm. kind of expect from uh, from you going forward? Yeah, no, I mean, like you said, I mean, I, I you know, second that 100% just because, you know, before I even knew where I was going um, and transferring, I was working out mm -hmm. for the draft process and, and as if, you know, I'm going to get drafted and I'm going to go to the NBA, you know, mm -hmm. because obviously that's the goal and that's the mindset you have to have, I think, every every time you, you – down there with every a summer. big perk? No, not this summer. Not this summer. <laughs> big perks too, but he's big. Big perk is big time now. Oh, okay. Big yeah. perk is big time. He's 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 got his. Uh, but he's down there in Beaumont. He does some uh, some uh, uh, some dog breeding. So he he's down okay. there every once in a while in Beaumont. And uh, no, but I mean, it was, you know, I was down in Houston for you know a couple months, two and a half uh, months, and just just working out you know i took some time off after the season you know obviously and then you know after that it was just working out and get ready and, and staying ready because you really never know when you know a team's gonna be like hey you know we want you to fly out or work out right um, you know in a couple of days or and i mean this year was weird too because uh, coming off of covid and um you know that stuff it was the workouts were you know scarce so really i was just wanting to be ready for if i got one which i only got one you know, I wanted to be ready for that one. I didn't want to have any regrets about, yeah. man, I, you know, I took a couple of days off or, right. you know, whatever it may be. I didn't want to have to have that. So, you know, two months, two and a half months of just straight working out and, and, and staying at the gym and getting better and, and, and training, working like a pro. Uh, like you said, I think that definitely helped me a lot. And, and especially just with my mindset, like, right. you know, doing that, you have to mentally prepare for going there and, and, playing in front of, of, of GM front office, you know, coaches and, 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 uh, you know, other really good players. So mentally, I think, like you said, I really matured and, and, and improved. And then, um, you know, couple that with trying to figure out where to go to college the next year, mm -hmm. if I was deciding on staying, right. um, it was a lot. I mean, I went down, I eventually it got down to the point where I just made pros and cons lists, just old school, you know, ask myself <laughs> questions like, Sexless, you know, huh? yeah, seriously. And I just asked myself questions like, would you, you know, why would you be going to this school? You know, right. what, what do you like about this school? What do you like about this coach? And that kind of stuff, just really breaking it down. And I mm -hmm. made like a point system 
you know, so, you know, I try not to look at the points. And so I just yeah. filled it out. And then at the, at the end, I just, um, you know, there was some scores and stuff. And so I didn't use just that, but it helped me. So, yeah, I want to make a quick uh, point before uh, Jake, for you um, make no, your next statement, um, just kind of moving forward with that, like in the draft process and even in transferring, I think a lot of people have this misconception about workouts, right? Like I had a, a decent number of workouts, um, I think 12 or 13, but everyone wants like, everyone wants like the, I want like 30 workouts. Like right? I want every team to, to fucking bring me in and want me. Right. And, and there are two things to that. One, uh, I don't think people understand like what the workouts are. They're not like you're just going in there, you know, just getting gear and getting the hell out. Like you go in there, you work. Yeah. And, uh, the more you it's get it, the more time you're like, thing. yeah, yeah, you're yeah. there. Like, it's like a real training session right yeah. like and for a lot of yeah. people it's probably the hardest workout that they've done for an hour and yeah. you're doing them like let's say people are saying they want 30 you're you're back to backs you're flying from utah to new orleans to new york back to la like you know you're doing yeah. crazy stuff mm-hmm. trying to impress these teams and a lot of times people don't realize like one of the biggest points is you're not getting signed by all 30 teams exactly you only need one team to like you Right, you only need one opportunity. You don't need every team knocking on your door. It's good if exactly. that happens, and it's a blessing. Like you know, if that does finally come to fruition, but you only need that one team, and you just need to 100%. nail it one time. Uh-huh. And you need one guy in that room to be like, you know what, I fucking like that Miller yeah. Cop guy. <laughs> like, I think we want yeah. Miller, right? Like you don't need yeah. the Lakers, exactly. Bulls, Pistons, the Warriors. You don't need everyone saying it. You just need one guy yeah. in one room saying, you know, we believe exactly. In Exactly. I mean, that's what that's what my agent was telling me is like and that's why, you know, I was excited just to go to Golden State because right. just, you know, what they do is really well is what I do really well and just shoot right. the ball and shoot the three. And they, you know, they they like guys who, who have a high IQ and know how to play and can play off of, you know, their superstars like Steph and Clay and Draymond and, and can think the game. And and so that was that was exciting for me, because like you said, it's like you need one you need one GM one person in the whole entire NBA to like you. And that's it. You don't need anybody else. Nope. And so, you know, like you said, the misconception of, you know, having all those workouts. Yeah, it's good. You get in front of, in front of more eyes, but at the same time, it's like, you got to lock in on the, on the one right in front of you because that's the one that matters the most. And yep. so that was that it was, it was, it was pretty sweet just to be able to get out there and, and, I had one thing I didn't want to leave, you know, my, my one thing going in is like, I didn't want to leave with any regrets, you know, that just that workout, you know, going as hard as I can talking, yelling, you know, being as vocal as I could possibly be like, they were going to at least remember who I was in that workout, you know? So that's, you know, that, that's, that was my mindset. I mean, that's definitely the right mindset to have, you know, you have to, you have to leave an impression on these people. You have to stand out because if you think about it, they're just bringing people in left and right, right? They're bringing exactly. people in to see what they can do. And so whatever you can do, those little things that help. All right, maybe let's look at Miller again, bring Miller back. Like that yeah. increases your opportunity to you know, get in there um, and really 100%. keep that door open for yourself. But I wanted to ask, you know, when you made that decision to go back to school, um, what was it about Indiana's basketball style and, kind of fit that made you feel like all right when I go back I'm going back to take two steps forward I'm not taking any steps backwards 
I'm going to go into a program where I can maximize my ability and then take my, put myself in a better position to go to that next level. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, you know, first it started out, you know, initially I didn't want to go to the big 10 back to the big 10. I I was like, screw this. You know, I hate this league, you know, whatever. I don't want to play in the big (laughs) 10 again. There's all these, yeah. All all these teams, you know, I know all these teams, I know their style of play, like screw them. I want to go somewhere else. So, you know, one of the assistants in Indiana, you know, hit me up and was like, Hey, you know, called me and was like, Hey, I know you don't want to go to the big 10, but look, you know, we got a great situation here. Just get on the phone with coach Woodson. Just get on the phone with him. And I said, okay, I'll think about it. And so my, I told my parents and they were like, like, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, like you just have a conversation. We've had, we've had conversations with coaches before that, you know, didn't end up anywhere. You could do one more. And I was like, okay. And so before we talked on the phone, me and coach Woodson, it was, it was, I went and looked him up because I knew who he was, but I Mm -hmm. looked him up and looked up his resume and, and, you know, what he'd done. And I was like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. And, you know, his, obviously him being at in playing at Indiana and, you know, being in the NBA for so long, you know, I wanted, like you said, I want to be able to position myself to play at the next level, you know, to play in the NBA. And so who better to be able to do that than, and to help me do that than somebody who just, who spent 35 years in the NBA and is marveled at by, you know, yeah, I mean, you can't find some, you can't find anybody in the NBA in the, in the league who, who will say one bad word about him. I mean, and that's just the truth. Like, you know, he's such a great guy and he's such a great basketball mind. And I, that's, that's one of the things that I, that I saw out of him first, you know, when we were on the phone is like, you know, number one, he knew the game. He had a swag about him. That was just like, he's here to win. And he's, he knows that, that I have a goal of playing in the NBA, but I also want to win. And he understands that and says, you know, it was like, okay, you know, I know what it takes to get there. I know what it takes to get a guy like you there. Come here, you know, you know, I'll help you and you help me and we'll win and you'll win type of thing. And so it was like, after that, I was okay. Well, right. You know, that checks the boxes of like, he knows my goal and is not afraid to talk about it. He's not afraid to, you know, confront it, but also at the same time, I understand his goal as a coach at, in college basketball is to win. And that obviously I want to do that too. And so it's just kind of like a symbiotic, you know, relationship to where, um, you know, he knows kind of both forward. of those things. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So when you met him um, in person for the first time, right. When you got on campus, did you also feel that connection? Right. Cause a lot of times, you know, when you, these college athletes, when you get recruited, it's a completely different part of like, being recruited and then getting there, right? Like yeah. the relationship completely changes, but did you yeah. also feel that connection with uh, coach Woodston uh, after arriving on campus and meeting him face to face? Yeah. Yeah, actually, you know, I, I think it was more, more so in fact, in person um, just because he, you know, it's funny. He's, I don't think he'd ever got on zoom before in his life before he started <laughs> recruiting. And so I think I was yeah, I think I was on his, <laughs> one of his like first ever zoom calls. And he was like, you know, like, like what button do I push? You know? And I was like, just sitting there like, Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and so, you know, after that, when we met in person and especially got on the court, there was definitely a connection. And, and he pushes me like very hard and is very hard on me, but also allows me to play through mistakes and, 
and learn and improve and grow, um, you know, even in just a practice or a workout or a drill. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, everybody has the, the highest amount of respect for him. And, you know, I do too. And he has our best interest, you know, in his, in his mind. And so at the end of the day, we all know that, that, you know, he cares and, and he knows what he's talking about. So we all feel like we have a great, great relationship and great connection with him. And it's only getting stronger. It really is. That's what it's all about, right? Like finding yeah. that relationship with your coach is huge because, you know, you guys know from, from playing in that high level, like, and I know from my experience, only playing, in, you know, through high school, but, you know, having a coach that you believe in and believes in you yeah, pushes you to that next level. Exactly. It really does. Like you want to fight harder for that person. They want to get the best out of you and you have that relationship. You know, it, it really does create something special. And I think that can't be uh, overstated at all. Yeah, no, you're, dude, you're exactly right. I mean, when there's that relationship, you know, like you said about, um, you know, they want to get the most out of you and you, you understand that they're, you, they have your best interest. Yeah. Um, then it just makes you more receptive to coaching, more engaged mm -hmm. and more, um, you know, locked into really what they're saying. And, 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 uh, it just makes you just want to just listen, listening and, and soak up even more. How I want to ask how the, how it feels to be on Indiana's campus as a basketball player versus the comparison of being on Northwestern as a basketball player. What is that experience like? All right. Well, Vic, do you want to go first and say, just say, <laughs> give his experience? You, well, yeah. Well, Jake's been throwing shots all podcast. Miller, I'm not throwing shots. He's I'm not throwing shots. shots at the whole purple and white. He's been no, doing no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not shots. He's just asking. Uh, did you hear, yeah. you hear the audio? How, how does it feel, you know, at, at Northwestern? And how does it feel as a Hoosier <laughs> now, man? Hey, look, we've had a lot of Northwestern Wildcats on this show. So it's, it's a oh, new, man. it's a new opportunity to learn something different today. Uh, I'm, I can only imagine, you know, I, I obviously didn't go to Indiana, but um, Northwestern was, a, you know, a, a pretty cool um, campus, like it's a beautiful campus tucked away on the lake um, with a huge focus on research and, and education. Um, but the, the sports program is like building up, right? Like they just built the new facilities um, football is definitely taking off and basketball is still continuing to climb. Um, but, you know, I've been to Indiana University, right? Like I visited friends and, and it's huge. And, you know, everyone knows the, uh, the undefeated season, you know, Bob Knight. Uh, they got, you know, all these legends at Indiana, right? And, and, and let's also, let's say that Indiana has one of the best intros in the Big Ten, bar none. Like when oh, you go yeah. to Indiana, starting oh. lineup gets <laughs> introduced. It's bar none one of the best um, no, it's, in it's... minutes in college basketball. Oh, it's but incredible. Um, I think Miller will love it. Like I think um, you know, being in Indiana, having all that fan support, um, I think there there will be uh, pressure associated with with it, right? Like you'll get to play Duke this year. Um, Indiana's expected like always to do great things, right? Like it's not a school. Yeah. We're at Northwestern, right? Like, and this is no knock to Northwestern because they're still building, but at Northwestern, right? You still you're trying to um, rebuild almost in a sense, right? Like if you lose two in a row. It's kind of like, okay, let's get the third one. You're at Indiana, you lose two in a row. It's like the, the, the town's on fire, right? Like you, you're expected to, to be great at every level. And um, yeah. I'm excited for you to have that, like, right? Like I think it's going to elevate your game. And uh, just having that uh, like sold out crowd every day is going to be fun to play in. Yeah, I think, I think honestly that's where I'm going to, you know, that's where I thrive is in that energy and that atmosphere. Um, but no, so I guess 
just my first impressions of, of Bloomington is like, number one, it's, it's, it's a typical college town. Like it is, it is, you know, all the, the restaurants and the, um, you know, little, little spots here and there that, um, that, that you just don't find anywhere else or, you know, make it what it is. And so that, and then, you know, it's still only the summer. So, you know, there aren't really as many students yeah. here, obviously, yeah. but I've been asking the, the, you know, players and, and, you know, teammates who are coming back, just like what's, you know, what to expect. And I'm like, dude, just wait, dude, just wait. Trust me. Have you been to it's a get make yet? No, no. I haven't. Oh man. You're in for a treat. What is I can't it? Wait till you go. It's, a, it's like a bakery that's open. It's like they're insomnia cookies, but oh. it's, it's, in, it's incredible. It's like only in Bloomington, I think. And it's go. incredible. We, when we flew into Bloomington, our like tradition was to always get a dozen cookies from Get Bank. <laughs> <laughs> a dozen? Oh, geez. Yeah. I'll have to try that out. Yeah. But I mean, it, it was, you know, it, it's, that was my first impression. It's a college town. And, and yeah. like you said, I was thinking the, I was thinking the same, you know, thing um, a couple of days ago I was, when I was talking to somebody about it is just that I, I don't want to say the expect, the expectations are, astronomical every single year you know no matter what you know type of season there was last year you know it feels like the the expectations are as if we just came off a final four run Mm -hmm. last year no like and and that's just the way it is that's just how all the whole fan base is it's you know i think it's like the large the largest you know living alumni fan base in the world it's the um you know I mean, you know, the crowds, Vic, and and the following and stuff. And, you know, back to the pressure thing, you know, I've definitely thought of that. But at the same time, you know, I've always thought that pressure is a privilege, you know, to be able to feel pressure and to be in that situation. It's a privilege to be in that situation because that means you have something to you have something to gain. You have something Mm -hmm. on the line. You know, if there's no pressure, there's people out there who live in the world that there's no pressure ever in their whole entire life. I feel like there's not, they're not doing anything. You know, there's, there's, there's nothing they're sticking their neck out for. There's nothing they're working for. Right. So I think pressure can be flipped into like a positive to where, you know, I'm lucky to have pressure because that means I have an opportunity to do something to really, really do something. So I think that's kind of how I'm going to, you know, look at it and, you know, whether that always stays with me, whether, you know, through the ups and downs, it is what it is, but mm-hmm. that's what I'm, I'm going to try to think, go back to. I think the important thing, like you said, to remember is, you know, you asked for this, you exactly. asked for that pressure, you put yourself in the position for it. And before that you were entering the draft, there's a lot of pressure going into the NBA. You know, it's a, it's a different monster. So I think this is the situation that you chose to ultimately best prepare yourself, you know, for that next level. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, you're right. I never really thought about it like that is I did choose this, you know, and I think the one thing I did, you know, was aware of and, and was one of the reasons I wanted to come here is, you know, I feel like I thrive in situations where I'm out of my comfort zone. And, uh, you know, I, I could say this freely is like, you know, I was comfortable at Northwestern, you know, I knew I was going to play X amount of minutes and, and probably get X amount of shots and, I knew who was going to be there. I knew who was coming back and, and, you know, everything like that. So, you know, that was more comfortable. And so transferring yeah. anywhere, not just to Indiana was, 
a step out of my, a jump out of my comfort zone. So I think either way, wherever I would have went, you know, I think I'm, I was going to, and am going to thrive just because I feel like I, that's where I'm at my best. What, uh, what, uh, do you, um, have to say about your new teammates, man, take us through the team, the locker room, uh, the oh, facilities. Yeah. yeah. No, they're, I, I, I really like the teammates. I mean, it, you know, the first probably week, it was just kind of me. Well, it sucked too, because the first week I, I, I was not cleared yet because of my, I was still in school for Northwestern right? because mm-hmm. their, you know, their quarter system is, is so much different than, than mm-hmm. semester. So I was still in school and I would just, you know, be in my apartment and kind of work out on my own and just kind of run around Bloomington or whatever while they were practicing. So I missed like first, you know, four workouts. And so that was just killing me. Cause like Vic, you know how I am. I just like, yeah. whatever it is, I want to be there. I want to be with the team. I want to, be working out of course um, yeah and so and and then then i got back with the team and so got to yeah. you know just get used to their yeah. you know how they act and how they interact with each other and i feel like on the court is everything every basketball is its own language and i feel like everything on the court is easier to you know get to know somebody they're more vulnerable they're you know you need your teammates you need to help others you need help from others so it's I think that's really the first three or four practices. That's really, really felt like I got a good feel for, you know, my teammates and, and, you know, I'm only getting closer to them. And, and, you know, I think we have a really good relationship. It's only going to grow. Now that there are new rules about profiting off your name, image, and likeness in college, have you seen that shift already taking place? Like what's your experience been with those new changes um, since you've been in this situation for, like you said, a little while now? How yeah. is it different? It's different. I mean, I mean, just you kind of look at things differently. You know, you have a different lens, but where you can, um, you didn't necessarily look at a business or how you interact mm-hmm. with, um, you know, a manager of a business or, um, you know, uh, I don't want to say alumni, but, you know, a- anyone really, you, yeah. you kind of see yourself as, um, you know, truly as a business now, you're yourself as a business instead of um, just wait until you're done with college to start making money. So does this I mean I can buy a Miller Cop jersey and the money goes to you? That's so I asked that question to our our, uh, our compliance <laughs> and and you know what's crazy is Indiana doesn't have names on the back of their jerseys. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But that could be a positive because you could buy. I'm wearing number twelve this year could buy a 12 jersey and get cop on it or i could make a 12 indiana jersey and since i have my name on the back of it it's different than our game jerseys so we'll see we'll see don't worry about it just uh just finish the season man have a great season and sign the back (laughs) of your jersey and send it to me i'll give you five (laughs) dollars five bucks wow (laughs) we'll count it for that um dude what was that hold on jake we got a great question story what i tell uh I took Miller, Ryan Young, Ranger, and Pete Nance to dinner at Whiskey Thief. That's, Whiskey the, that's Thief. the place's name. I mean, Whiskey we go to Whiskey Thief. Thief. I get a I get a glass of wine and a, a side salad. Right, my meal might have been eighteen dollars. Right, they get maybe, I mean, Miller, maybe Miller gets like whiskey glazed salmon with roasted uh, sweet potatoes, and they're getting like steak and stuff. And we get to the end. We got like appetizers, a, like, desserts, yeah, like a jackass. Every Ryan Young in. says, "Let's play credit card roulette." And of course, I'm like, yeah, okay. And of course, you don't know whose card gets picked. Mine. 
The Bills but, was whoa, like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but the Bills was like it, 190. You said it like it was their fault. You jumped in on credit card roulette. No, I know. Knowing I know you, they were like, 18. you guys want to do credit card roulette? And I'm like, we, pre- yeah, oh, we sure, pressured them into it. You know how it is. We it was like all of us were like, oh come on, dude, let's go. Yeah. Come on, let's do and it. So I do it. And and of course, I'm the one that so so back to the main point. If if I give Miller five dollars for this jersey, it is an added bonus. It's just gravy at this point. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, it's still still indebted to the, the salmon and the, the appetizers. <laughs> Miller, we'll uh we'll wrap this uh podcast up with uh two two last questions. Uh one, who you got in the finals? Uh, Suns. I want the Suns to win, and I hope. Suns in how many games? Suns in five. Oh, five. five. Gentlemen sweep. That's a gentleman sweep. Okay, based on game two, <laughs> you know, didn't look, doesn't sound too. If you're a betting man, doesn't sound too out of the ordinary. But uh, okay, we're gonna do the uh, best four players of all time in basketball, man. In order, there's no, uh, there's no. See, the, I, you know, I don't believe in dancing the around the bush. I don't, I don't know. About, no, 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 I don't like there's no dance around the bush. No, this is not like <laughs> crazy. It's all podcast. There's no dance around the bush. Oh, in no order. I got. No, no, all right. We're getting, all we're right. doing. Go ahead. All right. So I've always, in, in every locker room I've been in, there's always been Jordan, LeBron, debate. It's always. And so I've always stayed out of it just because mm-hmm. I've respected both of them and, and there's not so much time. on the sides. Well, okay. Not no, this, this is breaking news here. We got Miller. Not this time. I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll I I'll take LeBron as number one, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan's number two, Shaq is number three, and number four is Kobe. He's got oh. Shaq at three. Oh, whoa, okay, interesting. I like that one. That's I'm interesting. Gonna, I'm not even gonna like play devil's advocate with that because that's Shaq at three. But that is but Vic, awesome. but Vic, Vic, I know how you're feeling right now. Is he put LeBron first? No, no, I don't. I don't mind. I, I think I just think it's incredible. He put Shaq three. Oh, you're more interested. Who's than your Shaq third? Three. Who's your? Third? I just think Shaq three is 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 incredible. I think it's like I got uh, Mike, LeBron. I almost want to say Wilt or Kareem at three. Um, but I guess I can't say Wilt or Kareem, right? Because then if one the other one will be right behind it, then huh? I guess I got I Shaq, Shaq. Would dom- I think I Shaq I got- would dominate either one of them. Maybe, man. Hey, maybe I got Shaq at like. Eight, and and based on this playoffs, I got Durant at ten. Nothing <laughs> cracked my top ten. We're gonna, you know what? We're gonna do because of this. We're gonna do a top thirty all time on the podcast. One of these episodes, right, me and Jake right. are gonna really research uh, right uh, now. I'm gonna no, I'm gonna do no. my. Um, <laughs> we're gonna, <laughs> we're yeah, gonna do another episode. Like, dude, I yeah. gotta just get on my phone. Clear your schedule. We're Clear your schedule. <laughs> and we're I'm gonna, gonna really, here. really lock in. On the top 30, I'm looking at stats, I'm looking at accolades, I'm um, looking at who would you like the best chance to win, like all of that, right? Like I'm putting it all in, I'm building a top 30. And, and you know, Jake's gonna do it too. We're gonna compare we're gonna go, it. All right, we're, we're gonna, gonna go person for person. person. Yeah. All right. Well, I need a question. I need I need to ask you guys a question. Yeah. All right. All right because me, before we go, me, Pete, and Ryan Greer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Had we were having a discuss, we were having a competition. Mm-hmm. A draft, pretty much. You could only draft, and so this was a year ago. You could only draft a player, one All Star, on your team. Yeah, so, are, and then wait, everyone so are, we, else, are we grading these teams on how they played a year ago? Just players. Now, okay, okay. okay. We're we're building a team, building okay. a team. Okay, okay. You could have one All Star, and then everybody else, like you couldn't have the All Star you had, couldn't be a LeBron or Anthony Davis or something like that. 
Okay, well, it had to be a Pistons, what kind of team is this? had to be a middle of the pack type of guy. All right. So <laughs> okay. So Pete's team, pretty solid. Yeah. Damian Lillard, Marcus Smart. Wait, hold on. You say you can't pick a LeBron, but Damian Lillard is also a top 10 player in the league. But it, pretty much it wasn't just you couldn't pick LeBron. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's I guess that's what we said. Okay. All right. So Damian Lillard, Marcus Smart, Karis Levert. Jeremy Grant and Jared Allen at the five. And then we could pick a six man. His six man was Lou Will. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty solid team. Mm-hmm. Now let's just talk about Greer's team. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Trey Young, Tyler Hero, Tori Craig, Larry Nance Jr., James Wiseman, and then off the bench, Fred Van Fleet. Which I, I actually it. like. I hate it. I, I hate it. Too. <laughs> it's a bad team. I hate, it. bad I love I hate that team. team. I hate it's the it. worst it's team, team by far. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. My team: Drew Holiday, mm. Devin Booker, oh. OG Ananobi, Zion Williamson, Marvin Bagley, and Jordan Clarkson. That's tough. That's a pretty good team. Yeah, I I just think your team wins just because you kind of took the. You, you kind of cheated the system and went with the like the young stars group because they're yeah, not like max guys, yeah, but they're design. still really good. <laughs> Absolutely, I think Pete could have been like Lillard, Doncic, since we're going off that metric. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like he could have really, he could have cheated it too. So I think Miller, I think your team yeah. is like way over the cap space based on your <laughs> the rules. No, it definitely so, is. Like, it definitely is. I got, Zion. Is I got Zion early. Yeah, Greer made a softball team. I hate Grish. No, I mean Tory Tory Craig. He's gonna pick Tory Craig. He could pick if any. He could pick, could have picked anybody nah, else. No, whoa, I mean I don't know. Tory Craig's being a, is a pivotal player in the finals right now. So we're James not here to Wiseman. bash in NBA players, but let's just say Ryan Greer would get fired as a general manager. Can we all yeah, agree? He'd, on that? he'd get no. He, I'd fire him. I think I'd have to agree there. I think but, I um, think it would be your you and Pete's team. Your team will win in six. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But Miller, thank you so much for taking the time to do this, man. We really appreciate having you on the show and we'd love to have you back on in the future. Absolutely not. Thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. Let's do it. Let's have him back on when uh, Indiana's number one in the country. Sounds good. Appreciate the time, guys. Right now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. Peace. This podcast is presented by Bristol Studio, sound editing by Rashad Allen, music by James Grissom. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.